Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. (laughs) Yes, sir. How's it going, man? (laughs) You're ridiculous. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I try. I try. Uh, You are redonkulous, but uh, that's why we keep you around. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. The the only reason. I know. Oh, yeah, you know it. Uh, Let's see. Uh, How's my week been going? It's been... It's just been a work week. Yeah. Like, nothing really big has happened. Um, same old, same old. Just living the dream. But uh, okay. I did have the chance to watch a couple things this weekend. One in theaters and two at home. Yeah. So, okay, so I watched Transformers, uh, Rise of the Beasts, and I watched it in a format that I would not expect me to watch it in. Uh, quick question. Yes. Were they robots in disguise? They were. Ah. Were they also more than meets the eye? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay what, what format did you watch it in? I watched it in 3D. Really? Yeah. How was that? Um, I haven't watched a 3D movie in probably close to 10 years, mm-hmm. and it's just how I remember it. Um, I still think the the gimmick is, it's old, it's tired, but um, it was actually not bad. Um, it's, it's still, so like 3D nowadays, it's not so much things flying at you. It's more like you're watching a play. Like it's more like a set design than it is things flying at you. So, so it was more giving it depth rather than. Exactly. Right. Gotcha. But, um, on terms of the movie, um, I hated the beginning I hated the middle. I love the ending. Okay. So, like, okay, there's everything with the humans. I just, I really didn't care. Like, I'm there for robots in disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there for robot fighting. And uh, the beginning gives you a little bit of that, which I thought, I mean, I shouldn't have hated it as much as I did, but that's beyond the point um but the ending is when there's all the fighting and that's the best part very nice very nice so um if you have the chance to see it and you can get through the first hour and a half (laughs) (laughs) then i would recommend it but uh if you think that you can skip this one then i would rec i would say yeah go for it and skip it <laughs> just transformers again <laughs> um wow okay. i never thought i would say that because transformers was like one of my favorites and i didn't care how bad they were i still loved them but this right. one i i just don't i guess i maybe it's lot la- well it's lost it's luster yeah i can see that 
And uh, another thing too, it's uh, I don't know if the if the CGI has gone down since two thousand and seven, but why does a two thousand seven movie look better than a twenty twenty three movie? Uh, different studios, different artists, different you know. I guess. However much this... time they had to work on it too. True. True. Like, I guess because this, like, those were directed by Michael Bay and probably had a little bit more money back, uh, backing it up. Definitely and possible, this, yep. Yeah, the, the, I know this one was produced by Bay, but mm. it wasn't directed. And it's through his studio, so um, I don't know. But, I don't know, yeah. But, okay, so then the last two movies I watched... Um, were the Terrifier franchise. So, Terrifier 1 and Terrifier 2. Ah, uh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So, on, on, on terms of them being movies, it, the, the, the story is just okay. Um, it's nothing to write home about. Um, the I guess what you're going into watching these with is the gore, mm. and it is so over the top that okay. So the first one is an hour and and a half, and that's the perfect amount of time uh, for these type of movies. But the second one is over t- two hours. It's two hours and eighteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was way too long. Just kind of dragging along? It was kind of dragging along. It was just so much gore. Just, it, it was just, it's just so much to take in that you kind of need a little bit of a break. Hmm. Okay. I never thought I would say that about myself. But <laughs> this brought that out in me. But um, if, you like, if you like gore fest, I would recommend these. Um, but if you are a softie that probably doesn't like that stuff and makes you a little squeamish, this will get you. Oh, it, 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 yeah, it's gross. <laughs> so I should stay away, is what you're you saying. Should definitely stay away. Stay gotcha. as far away as far as you can. <laughs> God, okay. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Alrighty. Well, I guess that kind of leads into our movie news. Okay. Since uh, this, uh, the next one, you might be able to uh, catch in the theaters, it sounds like, if you want Ooh. to. Okay. Uh, Terrifier 3 Ooh. will actually have a, it will have a, a theatrical release before going to uh, Screenbox, which is what the, the second one kind of went to to begin with. Sure. Okay. Um, gotta refine this now. There it is. Uh, so basically, uh, Cineverse bought the rights for the North American release of Terrifier 3. Uh, And so it will be uh, in theaters. I don't know how many theaters. I don't know, you know, how big of a release it will be. But then after that, it will be going to Screenbox. Okay. Man, I can't even imagine them making a third one. But I know they're (laughs) going to. They are. So, all right. Hey, I'm, I'm down for it. I'll watch it. Very nice, very nice. Just uh, kind of going back a little bit here, too, because okay. I didn't want to ruin that segue. No, um, you're good. I went to watch the movie this weekend. <gasps> oh, my. Okay. Uh, I am I am, I am. am now 
ready and prepared for Beyond the Spider-Verse. Ah, nice. Okay. Okay, Across, uh, Across the Spider-Verse, I thought was a great movie. I really yes. enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there were parts that did seem a little much, I guess, to kind of kind of keep track of everything that was going on and, and you know, which spider people were there and, you know, like, which storyline we were trying to follow and everything like that. Sure. Okay. Uh, but I was sitting, I was sitting next to my sister, right? Okay. And I saw her kind of, you know, it was getting near the end of the movie and I saw her kind of look at her watch. Like, okay, I wonder what she's doing. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, she's like, oh, okay. I was kind of wondering how they're going to wrap everything up in, you know, cause it was getting pretty long there. And I looked at my watch. And I was like, how are they going to wrap it up in like, you know, 10 minutes? <laughs> okay. Because she didn't know that there was going to be a third one. Oh, sure. Okay. And not only did she not know, the person on the other side of me did not know as well. Oh, okay. Which was just some random person that bought the tickets next to our seats. Okay. <laughs> it gets to the end of the movie and, you know, it starts popping up with the credits and all, all I hear is, what? 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 <laughs> like, not quiet. Not quiet at all. Mm-hmm. But just, what? 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 Oh, so true. So, uh, yes. Uh, if you do go see Across the Spider-Verse, just be aware that there is a third movie on the way, and it will be released, uh, I think March of next year is what we were saying? Uh, yeah, something like that. It was, I believe it was March. Uh, March 29th, 2024. Oh, so right in time for, uh, for spring break. Mm-hmm. So, it will be, it, it will be a wait, but it won't be a long wait. Right. So, I have to ask you. Okay. What did you think of that cameo? That live action cameo. Oh, <laughs> Wasn't expecting it. I know, I wasn't either. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of times that I just cracked up. And I don't remember what they were. I think the live action cameo was one. Mm-hmm. But there was another one that something happened and I just cracked up. Oh, what was it? I don't remember anymore. But yeah. there were so many times within that movie where I just I just had a great time. I really did. Yeah, it, it's a great movie. It, like and like if you don't know that 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 there's going to be a third one, it can throw you for a loop because it's mm-hmm. like how how are they going to wrap this up within like ten minutes? And then like oh okay, there's going to be a third one. It makes all it all it all makes sense now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I was I was very excited uh, at the end there with the the group that they showed. Mm-hmm. I was very excited about that. Me too. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how this all goes. When when the movie came out, we had uh, spider people roaming around uh, for people to take pictures with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we had uh, a certain. Uh, noir character (laughs) very nice and uh scarlet spider as well which was also voiced by by uh andy sandberg Mm -hmm. which we were trying to figure out who he was gonna voice right right 
Oh, there, there were so many. <laughs> <laughs> Peter parked car. Uh, yep. <laughs> somebody was asking what uh, what his canon event was, mm-hmm. and it showed the the one semi truck with like the Joker face, or not the Joker face, but the Green Goblin face on the front. Y- yeah. And it's like uh, this this one ran into his uh, his uncle car. <laughs> <laughs> right over him. Oh. <laughs> uh, apparently, the that whole like end uh, fights with them all running on the on the train or whatever was very. It took a long time to do. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I think they said it was like over a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like so many, there's just so many spider people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was the whole, I mean, this, this was, this was you know, like officially announced in, in mm-hmm. some of the trailers, I think, uh, the whole Lego portion. That was cool. I love that. That was animated by a 14-year-old. Oh, so good. So basically the story behind that is uh, this random kid took one of the trailers for Across the Spider-Verse, okay. recreated it in Lego, and then put it up on on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. They saw it. They contacted this kid, and they're like, "Hey, you want to do some of the movie?" <laughs> and he was like, "Uh, yeah. I mean, come on." So yeah, he uh, he got a chance to literally work on a feature film. That kid's gonna make so much money, <laughs> depending on his contract. Exactly uh, right. At the very beginning. Did you notice, like, even before the Sony logo, mm-hmm. the the little... <sighs> yeah. Like, I didn't see what it said. I just kind of saw it happen, but I didn't mm-hmm. see what it said. And then I saw later on, apparently that's been a Lord and Miller thing since 22 Jump Street. Oh, okay. But they never actually... I mean, with Across the Spider-Verse, they just kind of... It was one animator's kind of like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just you know, kind of put this in and... If mm-hmm. they say something, you all take it out or whatever. But, you know, I'm just going to see if they notice it. And then, you know, he sent it off to kind of be viewed for, like, I think they were doing, like, some of the opening sequence or something like that. And so, you know, they just kind of put that little cough in there to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a little while, all of a sudden it kind of disappeared off of their uh, their working copy of the film that they were working on. And so they kind of, you know, added it back in and it went through and... A little while later, it kind of fell off again, and so they added it back in and kept on doing that and kept on doing that until, you know, they were getting ready to do, like, the, the, um, what am I trying to say? Not theatrical releases, but... Uh, like, um... The test. Like, uh, screener? Or, yes, um, yeah, like screenings. Yep. They were mm-hmm. getting it ready for, like, like screenings and everything like that, and they just left it out, and all of a sudden they got a note from Lord and Miller. They're like, hey, where did this go? That was like the best thing. <laughs> and so they added it back in. That's great. But uh yeah, yeah. So Cross the Spider Verse is pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. That's like saying T T. <laughs> and it works really well because at the beginning, Miles was talking about the uh ATM machine and the pin number and the <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, we have we have that to look forward to next year. Mm-hmm. And apparently, 
sometime in the future, we also get to look forward to leprechauns coming back to the theaters. <laughs> because there's a new leprechaun movie ah. in the works. Interesting, okay. So, uh, it looks like, yeah, basically, <laughs> the longest-running franchise in Lionsgate history will get a fresh start as the studio reimagines the horror title for a new generation of moviegoers. So Warwick Davis probably won't be in it. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing they're probably going to go less campy and less funny and more uh, more horror. Quite possibly, yep. So they're going to give it that that treatment. Okay, all right. Yep, so Davis is not Warwick Davis is not expected to reprise the role for the new iteration. Okay. I, that's one franchise I have not seen. I should probably get on that. So, the first one in 1993, yeah. <laughs> originally was in was in Trimark before Lionsgate acquired them. Mhm. Uh, so it had Warwick Davis starring as a shoe-shining, gold-protecting, vengeance-dispensing dis- leprechaun. And it also became notable for featuring Jennifer Aniston in her film debut. Mm-hmm. But it also became a theatrical moneymaker. That's surprising. Okay. And so it looks like uh, Warwick Davis was not in the last two as well. Okay. So he was in the first four, but not the last two, 2014's Leprechaun Origins and 2018 Leprechaun Returns. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, we have a new Leprechaun movie in the works. Well, he can't steal my lucky charms. Wow. Wow. Not even the right leprechaun, I tell you. Oh, man. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, I, got, I don't either. <laughs> well, going from Ireland to Canada, Ryan ah. Reynolds, and actually Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Kenneth Branagh is... Is he Irish or Northern Irish? Oh, uh, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, British. Just, okay, so Belfast. Gotcha, okay. So, yeah, because he made the movie Belfast. Mm, all right, yeah. sure. It all comes full circle. So, Northern Ireland. Yep. So, going from the Northern Irish, or going from the Irish to Northern Irish and Canadian, I guess, is the best way to put that. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Kenneth Branagh are going to be starring in the, or, or as of right now, set to star in the new movie from Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly called Mayday. Okay. Uh, there's not too much that we know of the movie. And basically, uh, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly are the ones that did Dungeons and Dragons most recently. Cool. Okay. And they basically went back to Apple and uh, Skydance. Mm-hmm. Or they went to Skydance and they had an idea and then... Apple got involved as well, and it looks like yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Kenneth Branagh are set to star. That's awesome. Okay, huh? But we will let you know if we have any more uh, information come in about the movie. That sounds good. Kind of like we passed along the information before about how Hugh Grant will be uh, an Oompa Loompa in the upcoming Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I, I still can't picture that, but that's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not only that, as of right now, it looks like he's actually uh, has entered talks to be in a uh, an A24 horror movie called Heretic. Interesting. Okay. And it's going to be by the same guys that wrote A Quiet Place. Interesting. So speaking of, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. Right. 
Hugh Grant in a horror movie. I don't think I've had the pleasure of seeing him in a horror movie. No, no, I don't think I have. It looks like he was in a call, or he was in a movie called Lair of the White Worm. Lair of the White Worm. Which is a hoot of a horror film. A hoot of a horror film? Yes. When an archaeologist uncovers a strange skull in a foreign land, the residents of a nearby town begin to disappear, leading to further inexplicable occurrences. Okay, when you said hoot, I thought it was going to have, like, owl stuff. Right. So, right. Okay, all right. <laughs> Apparently it's got uh, Peter Capaldi in it. Oh, a doctor. Hmm. And then, let's see here. It's got Amanda Donna, Donahue Donahue mm. in okay. it. Who played Miranda in Liar Liar. Amanda in Liar Liar. Miranda. Miranda. Oh, okay. I know who that is. That's uh, his... Uh, I guess ex-wife? Jim Carrey's ex-wife? Mm, nope, nope. Miranda no? is, um, is that? No, can't be. No, because uh, Audrey was his ex-wife, and that's Mara Tierney. Okay, sure. Miranda uh, was his new fling. His new fling. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, where, mm, that was incredible. Was it good for you? Oh, I've had better. Yep. <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> I've had better? I've had better. <laughs> oh, that's a movie I need to revisit. I haven't seen that in years. Uh, let's see here. This pen is royal blue. <laughs> uh, but yes, that was the... When you type in Hugh Grant horror movie, that's what pops up. Okay. Is the layer of the white worm from 1988. So we'll have to see how he does uh, in any trailers, and then you can see how he does in the movie for he uh, Heretic if he ends up signing on. Well, I guess I will be entertained. Ah. 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 Wow. <laughs> Making light of a situation. Jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, segwaying over to the new Gladiator film that's coming out, Gladiator 2, that mm -hmm. we've talked about a couple of different times now uh apparently there was uh a little bit of some disturbance on set where there was an, an accident during one of the stunts oh, that no. ended up injuring several several crew members was it with like machinery or was it with like weapons we don't know but okay basically a spokesperson put out a a little thing uh, said, while filming a planned stunt sequence on the set of the Gladiator sequel, an accident mm. occurred during which several crew members experienced non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, the oh. safety and full medical services team on site were able to qu act quickly so that those who were impacted immediately received necessary care. They are all in stable condition and continue to receive treatment. Uh, so, six people received treatment, four as of okay, so as of like sa or Friday, I think. Uh, four were still in the hospital. Oh, wow. All of the impacted crew members were treated for burn injuries, according to an individual with knowledge of the production. Ooh. And then it, uh, it looks like it occurred near the end of the shooting day. No cast members were harmed. So it was just, you know, behind-the-scenes crew members that were harmed with non-life-threatening injuries. Wow. That, wow, that's something. I wonder when it went down. I mean, if it was burn injuries, I can only, I can only assume... Right. You know, if they had a stunt that was going to be like 
a fireball happening somewhere, oh, you know, something sure. exploding, or um, you know, some malfunction with equipment mm-hmm. where it was super hot and you know, like maybe super hot, super pressurized oil or something that ended sure. up, you know, breaking and kind of spewing uh, over those that were trying to uh, manipulate it. If it was some sort of mm-hmm. like giant beastie or something, oh, I don't know. Sh- sure. There's a lot of different possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, as of right now, uh, as as far as we know, uh, everything, you know, the six members that were crew members that were involved, non-life-threatening injuries. But that doesn't mean non-life-changing injuries. Right. That's so. too bad. I mean, that's that really stinks, but I'm glad that people are, are okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the most part, at least. Right, right. You know, and since it did happen, it's good to hear that, you know, there there wasn't something, we weren't hearing about something more tragic. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, that is that is something that's going on. Uh, kind of moving on to our next, next little thing here. We actually had a new logo come out for the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. And it has the Ghostbusters emblem with some ice coming off of it. Hmm. Okay. I know that it'll take place in New York. Right. Because at the end of the last movie, they were back at the firehouse. Right. I don't know. We'll have to see. Hmm. I'm trying to... Okay. I was trying to think. I know the first one, there wasn't any snow. But because Mm -hmm. in two, it was around New Year's, there wasn't any snow, was there? No. No. I mean, I think there was like cold yeah and like there wasn't any leaves on the trees but that's about it yeah so because i know like new york can be kind of hit or miss on winter like either it can be really snowy or you know just nothing right right i mean we'll have to see i know yeah. they're filming right now mm-hmm. and i do know that uh they did have the uh the ectomobile ecto one they yep. did have that <laughs> driving down the streets of new york Okay. And people were filming it with, you know, the the cast on the chair outside the door, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget, I forget their name. Who was it? It was, uh, the smart one from the afterlife. Oh, uh, um, Egon's granddaughter. granddaughter. Yeah. Um, I I forget her name, but I know who you're talking about. Phoebe, uh, played Phoebe. by McKenna Grace. Okay. At least I think that was that was her in there. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see, but yeah, yeah, we uh, they had a little, you know, somebody filmed them, so they posted it on the internet, of course. <laughs> of course. And uh, yeah, yeah. Now we have the sequel coming in. Looks like it might be more wintry themed. We'll have to see. I ain't afraid of no cold. <laughs> and then uh, so. Uh, Sorry, I forgot to include this. Um, so, including the the people coming back from the last one, uh, we do have uh, Patton Oswalt, Camille Nanjiani, yes. uh, James Acaster, and Emily Ellen a- Lind coming in oh. as well. Okay, so Paul Rudd is coming back as well. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Ernie Hudson, McKenna it. Grace, Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon. I love it. I think Finn Wolfhard is coming back as well. Cool. Okay. I think. Mm-hmm. I would I would hope so because he's you know the brother, but exactly. Who knows? We'll have to see. Uh, well, we'll I'm see super excited for that. I really liked Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
we'll see how it all goes. Especially since it Most should be definitely. coming out December of this year. Ooh, not much longer. And they're still filming. Yeah, they're they're pushing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if filming is just going long or what, but uh, kind of like, you know, stop motion takes forever as well. Exactly. But going to our next uh, movie news here, uh, Leica Studios, mm-hmm. who is very well known for their stop motion. Yes. Uh, they are currently in production of their newest one, which will be coming out in 2025. So they've still got over a year, you know, at least over a year to uh, work on this, but it is called well, Wildwood. Okay. Well, that battle is going to take them at least a year to do. Yeah, yeah. So right now, it sounds like they're actually working on a, a major battle that's taking place in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fantasy epic based on a book by the Decemberists frontman Colin Malloy. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's set in and around the city of Port- Portland, which is the, where Leica is actually stationed. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a huge battle sequence, the likes of which Leica has never attempted before. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we should be seeing this one come in 2025. I've always enjoyed Leica stuff, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that I really haven't seen, well, I haven't seen a couple of them. I haven't seen Box Trolls and I haven't seen Missing Link. Okay. But like Coraline, Kubo and the Two Strings, you know, those ones, those ones are pretty good. I do. I do recommend Missing Link. It's an underrated movie, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't seen Kubo. Kubo is is pretty darn good. Yeah, that one is is oh, it'll get you. It'll get you. It'll get you. Okay, <laughs> I like, see you. <laughs> uh, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't expect uh, ScarJo and Matthew. All right, all right, all right, McConaughey to <laughs> to get you, but they do. Oh, he's. He, he plays the monkey, doesn't he? Nope. No? Okay. All right. Mm. Scarlett Johansson plays the monkey. Scarlett Johansson does? Okay. He plays the beetle. Ah, okay. Uh, but yeah, they've got they've got an amazing voice cast, uh, and just the animation is fantastic. The look of it, just they built some of the biggest monsters that they've ever built, mm. uh, or biggest, uh, I forget what they call them, figures, basically that they've ever built for this movie. Okay. It's, or not for this one, but for Kubo, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one, that one is pretty good. So before this one comes out, make sure that you check out... Travis, you said Missing Link is, is pretty good. A very yeah. underrated one. I do I do recommend Missing Link. And I recommend Kubo. Mm-hmm. Kubo and the Two Strings. You know, make sure we can get some hype up for Leica so that you know, they don't have another box office. Uh, I wouldn't say bomb, but kind of just... Eh. Right. Shout out to my friend Jason who works at Leica too. There you go. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, you know, they their box offices unfortunately have kind of been eh. Whereas our, our next movie did pretty well in the box office. It sure did. So the original Avatar apparently has been released on Disney Plus in 4K. I need... Uh... I've been wanting to rewatch the first one since Way of Water came out, and I haven't done it yet. Maybe now that it's in 4K, I'll actually do it. Yeah, but can you watch 4K? Do you have a 4K TV? Do you I have do. Dolby Atmos surround I, sound? I do, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they actually went through and uh, 
you know, brought it back up to, to 4K, and then they are going to be releasing the original film on physical disc on 4K Ultra DVD starting June 20th of this year. Okay, nice. And then it does have... So it's available in 4K Ultra High Definition with HDR10 and Dolby Atmos. Whoa. So if you have a you know, pretty, pretty good, pretty good home theater setup, mm-hmm. you now have something, uh, something new that you can watch that will take advantage of that. You can return to Pandora in your own home. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but speaking of Disney, <laughs> the, the Disney studios in general are having their hundredth anniversary uh, this year. You know, they're kind of mm-hmm. doing a whole special thing with Disneyland, Disney World, uh, and also they've actually created a new short to celebrate their 100th anniversary of the sure. Walt Disney Animation Studios. Okay. Uh, and they did. They actually showed it at the Annecy International Animation Film Festival. And wow. So they, they actually showed it, but it will also be at the beginning of Wish when that comes out, November 22nd. Wow, that seems so far from now. It does. It does. Uh, so basically this animation... It starts off with uh, Bernie Mattinson, who actually mm-hmm. passed away in February, just shy of his 70th anniversary with the studio. Okay. Uh, where he says, you know, boy, if these walls could talk, and then the walls very much do, making a mini spring loose, you know, Tiana from Princess and the Frog, Peter Pan, Wendy, Moana, Maui, Merlin, Elsa, mm-hmm. Goofy, Winnie the Pooh, you know, they all, they all come out. Uh, Flash Slothmore from Zootopia. Yes. And then it does look like they actually have the genie with Robin Williams' voice come in. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I I don't know. If it's like movie, uh, if it's like his movie stuff, then sure, that might be okay. But if they're using AI, I mean, come on. No, no, they're not using AI. They are pulling from the archives to use dialogue from past actors like Robin Williams as the genie. Okay, all right. If they're using archives, then I'm kind of okay with it. But, I mean, still. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are news articles going back to 2015 Mm -hmm. that talk about Robin Williams' will. That apparently he put a provision in his will to ban Disney from using his name, taped performances, or voice recordings for 25 years after his death. Oh. Because apparently they were going to make a, uh, an Aladdin sequel. And they were going right. to use like outtakes. Because there were so many outtakes from when he was the genie that they could actually make, you know, write a sequel around it. Kind of okay. thing. Or write sure. a sequel and, and be able to piece stuff in with that. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, apparently a former Disney executive, I mean, this is, like I said, this is back in 2015, uh, had spoken to the New York Post and explained that the comedy legend recorded so much material for the genie back in 1992 that they were considering using discarded material to create another Aladdin movie, but the plans were put on ice when they learned that Williams put a provision in his will that, uh, banned them from using his name, taped performances, or voice recordings for 25 years after his death. Okay. In my opinion, we don't need another Aladdin movie. Yeah. I mean, that's from 2015, so that's... Right. You know, that, that's not on the table. Now, if they want to do this, this would be kind of cool. If they want to release all of the unused stuff that he recorded onto, like, a DVD or something, or a Blu-ray, that would be cool. 
Well, see, that's the thing, though, is the provision was put in there to protect uh, his family from being forced to pay potentially enormous taxes on his posthumous or posthumous earnings. Right. But so the basically, other thing, yeah. if they make money from it, and you know they used his stuff, so then that money goes to his family. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they have to start paying taxes on all of that too. But I also think that they need to respect his wishes and wait yeah. the twenty-five years. Yeah, yeah. So that that's why I'm kind of uh, iffy on including him on the like. It wouldn't be a Disney celebration without the genie. Absolutely. Right. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I, I don't really know how to feel about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, we'll see. His, 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 his genie character was so beloved by so many people that I don't know why they would tarnish it mm-hmm. by trying to do, by trying to make money off of it, especially after now that Robin is dead. Mm-hmm. And also that he has that 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 provision that he ha- that th- he would like them to wait twenty five years after he's dead to for them to make money off of his voice. I, I like I yeah they should respect what he would want because I mean that's his final wish. Mm-hmm. He's and I mean not respecting what he, you know, not respecting what he would wanted kind of put them in the position that they were in for Aladdin 2 as well. Exactly, right. And then they're just back at square one again like they were back in the 90s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this will, like I said, premiere, it will be the short attached to Wish in November when that releases. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which actually kind of brings us into our trailers a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Where... uh, our first trailer that we have is actually a trailer for another short that will be shown in front of Elemental, and that is the short Carl's Date. And this is, you know, Carl from Up, voiced by the late Ed Asner. And I think this was one of his last things that he did as well. Right. Before passing. So they're making trailers for shorts now. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me just double check this here quick. Uh, it will be very emotional. Just as a heads up for you. Mm-hmm. So Pixar short, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's a Pixar short for one, and two, it's featuring Carl from Up. I mean, it, and it's, it's basically it's gonna the, break you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the studio's kind of. Um, it's it's the studio's Swan- homage to to Ed yeah. Asner. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's Carl Swan song, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that one will be in front of Elemental, uh, and basically it'll be Carl getting ready for a date. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the trailer, you get uh, Carl talking to Doug. Yep. <laughs> oh, it looks like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm old. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, Doug. Squirrel! Squirrel! (laughs) Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, That's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, talking about emotional whiplash, uh, going from Pixar to horror, (laughs) our next trailer that we had this week was Insidious, The Red Door. 
Travis, all you. Uh, <laughs> so this is the final movie in the, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, in the Insidious franchise. Mm-hmm. It is, <clears throat> what it looks like is that um, they kind of closed the door on things, but uh, the door gets opened up again um, once uh, the sun gets older and I don't know if the husband and wife got divorced but they might be separated of some kind because I don't think they're fully together anymore but okay, okay. um they're trying to uh figure out um what's going on or why things were happening back then and it seems like things are happening again uh as time passes so it's kind of cleaning up the loose ends and kind of finalizing and getting closure on all the horror i guess so i think this looks really good uh i'm not usually a big fan of pg-13 horror i'm not saying that this will be pg-13 but the other ones were and i'm gonna assume that this one will be but these ones have freaked me out in the past so i think this one will it'll it's not gonna have any exception so right right i'm super excited for this this looks good it's got patrick wilson he's mm -hmm. back uh oh gosh what's rose Byrne as the mom she's back um uh i can't Hi, remember Simpkins. yep he's back as the son he's back as the son um it's got the old lady uh the psychic um she was also the old lady and there's something about mary she's back um yeah it's produced by james wan should be good mm -hmm. super excited i know you're uh, not gonna see it <laughs> lynn shay oh okay is the uh she was magda and, and there's something about mary and she's elise rayner yes. in insidious okay perfect yeah so yeah like you said i'm not gonna go see it <laughs> uh, even though but, I mean, it sounds like you you were you were gonna very much uh be right there for it i will and also for this next one too yeah this next one uh talk to me travis talk to me <laughs> so from what it seems like it's kids playing a viral sort of like I can't say viral, but they come across a a hand, um, and they play a game with it. And when they touch it, they say "talk to me," and it possesses them. It it very much seems like a like a more intense Bloody Mary. Exactly, I would say that too. And uh, so, what it seemed like in the trailer is that one kid touches the hand and he ends up something happens where he gets possessed and flown back and somehow the door doesn't get shut uh when they're finished so it, something is set loose amongst the world and something happens or i'm sorry things start happening to this girl um that shows up and i think that's what the movie's based around i think well i think with the last trailer that we had 
like she was trying to or like she she thought like her mom is in like a coma or something like that Mm -hmm. and she thought she was actually like communicating with her kind of thing while doing this right but but it's not really was not her yeah but right and the cool thing about this is that it is very much an aussie horror oh from australia yeah 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 like there there's one part where i think they're like it's it's in the hospital and you see just this kangaroo kind of bouncing out you know from outside the, the kangaroo's outside the door and you mm-hmm. just see the the tail end of it kind of bouncing away mm-hmm. uh, with a, a puddle of blood right there. I wasn't sure if that was a kangaroo or not, but okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all, you know, got the Aussie accents going. And... Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, like, this movie, it premiered at, I think, South, like South by Southwest or Cannes, and it got... A standing ovation it's supposed to be really super scary so i am super excited for this yeah yeah 2022 cans film festival okay and then it was at the adelaide film festival in 2022 as well and then the film had its world premiere at the 2023 sundance film festival so yeah you were right sundance and cans okay absolutely it was it wasn't one or the other you were right you were right on both man (laughs) cool all right awesome so yeah this one it looks scary uh and also screened at south by southwest which i think you threw in there too i did yeah (laughs) man you're just hitting all of them go travis all right but yeah i'm super excited i know you won't see it but i definitely will so stay tuned for my review there you go there you go uh going from something you know somewhat uh somewhat original to uh as (laughs) Something that we've all seen multiple times before. Expendables 4. Or Expend Fourables. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Expend Fourables. <laughs> I mean, that's what it looks like, right? It does. It really it took does. took the A in Expendables and turned it into a 4. Uh, it's Expend I hate this trend of turning numbers into letters <laughs> for the titles. <laughs> Right, right. So, uh, basically, it looks like we actually have a new crew coming in to join the the crew that we've had before. But why? Why, why uh, Megan Fox? One word. Money. Money, 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 money. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know. Megan Fox isn't bad. Megan Fox isn't bad. Come on. She was good in Transformers. The first uh, one. Did you watch Jennifer's Body? Jennifer's body was... I thought that one was just okay. It was just okay. Okay. Yeah. I know there's people out there that really love that movie, so... Mm. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, that's right. She was April. She was. She was. Uh, But, I mean, she's done a lot of, like, more indie stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Till Death, recently. Oh, that's right. I forget. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so she's going to be in uh, Expend Warbles. Mm-hmm. Along with Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we have, we have the returning stars, you know, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Randy mm-hmm. Couture, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Is Andy Garcia new? Uh, I Was believe so, the- yes. Or did he make an appearance in the last one? I don't remember. 
which is weird because we just saw or we he just did um well he was in book club the next chapter all right and then father of the bride remake oh that's right which i mean i'll be honest he really didn't look like he was in great shape Mm -hmm. but i don't know i could have you know could have gotten in more shape here for expend four bulls I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna. Uh, I I, I gotta. Just like I say, fan four stick. (laughs) If somebody comes up and buys tickets and says expend four bulls, (laughs) I'm gonna lose it. Okay, so yeah, this is his first expend expendables movie. You had to keep yourself from saying it on that. I did. I did because (laughs) you know I'm talking about the entire franchise now, not just expend four bulls. Yep. <laughs> I okay. Did you see Antonio Banderas in in the trailers, or in this trailer? I don't remember seeing him in it. Yeah, I couldn't remember seeing him either because I know he was in the last one. Well, let me look at the IMDb for Expend Forbles. See if I can see. <laughs> uh, I don't see him. Let me do it this way. Find Antonio. Nope. Bend. Nope. I do not see him in the IMDb list. Okay. Now, I will say that does not mean that he's not in the movie. Right. Because this list sometimes is very incomplete until the movie is released. That's true. He could have a cami whammy. Woo. A, a cami whammy. <laughs> Antonio Pantonio is getting a cami whammy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so basically, uh, it looks like Jason Statham is dating somebody who's going on this mission, uh, and then. Sylvester Stallone is like, I need your help. Mm-hmm. I need you to come with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did like that exchange with Dolph Lundgren and 50 Cent. <laughs> memorize his face. Just don't shoot this face. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I got a prescription scope. Yep. <laughs> oh, Dolph. Uh, Dolph Lundgren is great. <sighs> He is. Uh, so, I mean, it still looks like it's going to be just full of action. Whether or not the story is going to be there, who knows? I haven't really watched any besides the first one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I think I watched the second one. I think. But I did not watch the third one. Uh, the third one had, was with Mel Gibson. That was, mm-hmm. He was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, because I, I remember the first one was that, like, complex in some Central American country or something like that, right? Right, yep. The second one is when Bruce Willis had a cameo, or was it Schwarzenegger that had the cameo, or did they both have the cameo? Uh, no, because Schwarzenegger was in the first one, right? I he, he has a slight cameo at the, I think at the end, if I remember correctly, because then he's prominent in two and in three. Okay, yeah, so Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's right, Terry Terry Crews used to be part of this. Oh, he sure was. Yeah. 
and it was Jet Li. Yep, and it was Jet Li, not Tony Jaa. Yeah, oh yeah, Jet Li. Because I think Tony Jaa is new. Yes, yes. He he was part of the new crew with uh, Fifty Cent and Megan Fox. Right, Tony Jaa. Woo. The protector. And all of the Ong box. Yes. So, we'll have to see how this goes. I mean, it. There wasn't too much of a story. Didn't look like other than, you know. Oh, I'm going to go on this secret mission. Well, what's the mission for? I can't tell you. Oh, mm-hmm. we're all going on our own mission. Oh, there's these new people here now. Oh, we have to do this mission with lots of guns and explosions. Woo! I mean, I'm down to watch old people kill people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, those poor things. <laughs> Segway. Hey, there we go. Uh, Segway to our next trailer, which was the trailer for Poor Things, which... I, uh, mm, huh, huh. So she's a female Frankenstein monster. Yes. Okay. Seems like it. <laughs> I just love her little dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this movie looks like it goes from black and white to color. It does. You know, as time progresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willem Dafoe, it basically seems like plays a Frankenstein-esque uh, character. Yes. But he himself seems very pieced together. He sure does. And then uh, we have Emma Stone Mm -hmm. as his creation. And at the very beginning of the movie is very kind of just learning things, very kind of infantile, I guess. I wonder if the black and white will be like the, like her starting out and then color will be like the now, like her being... I guess normal-ish. Well, I mean, like, like I said, I feel like you know it's going to start in black and white, and then as time progresses, you know, goes into color. Okay, and I can kind see of that more, too. Kind of more emulating the the time frame that you would expect for, you know, when she first kind of is made black and white with Frankenstein, right. Right. up to you know the the period pieces that were were color, you know, a little bit later into the 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. Especially like the, what they did to make it look like matte paintings, like with the ship on the trailer. Right, that looks so good. It does. It really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, like we were saying, Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo's in there. And I believe he's the love interest. I think so. Yes. Yeah. So basically, Willem Dafoe is Doctor Goodwin, Goodwin Baxter. Emma Stone plays Bella Baxter. Uh. Rami Yusuf plays Max McCandles. Okay. Who basically seems like comes and interviews the doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. To kind of learn from him, I guess, maybe? I don't know. To get the scoop of his creation? Right, right. Okay. Um, and then this is directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. Okay. Who also did The Favorite and The Lobster and The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Just to kind of give you an idea of the uh, direction this movie would go with direction-wise. The favorite is quite a ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't seen The Lobster or The Killing of a Sacred Deer, so I couldn't tell you. I mean, those ones just seemed... Yeah, the Lobster, for sure, seemed really weird, but The Killing of a Sacred Deer seemed like a total mind ass. So Right, right. And, I mean, so this isn't the first time that Emma Stone has worked with this director. Right. 
because she was also in The Favorite. Mm-hmm. Alongside Olivia Coleman. Amazing. Right. Uh, <laughs> sorry, just had to throw that out there. Of course. So, yeah, this one just this one just seems weird. And Willem Dafoe is just chewing the scenery. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark Ruffalo is, is trying to chew the scenery. Yep. But Willem Dafoe just does it so effortlessly that... <laughs> He's just so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. But yeah, poor things looks like looks interesting. Yeah, yeah to say the least. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't, we don't know if we're if, uh, Emma Stone's character is actually going to get any sympathy from anybody. <laughs> Another brilliant segue. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> bringing us to our next trailer: "Sympathy for the Devil." This one is a movie with Nicolas Cage and Joel Kinnaman. I don't think I saw anything for this one. I I, I haven't either. Um, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I don't know if you've seen this other movie, but when I saw this trailer, it's giving me two movie vibes. The first movie is Collateral with uh, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. And the second movie would be The Devil's Advocate with Keanu and uh, Pacino. Right, right. Is that the one where Al Pacino is the devil? Yes. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Okay. But I've heard about it. Okay. And then Collateral, I haven't had a chance to watch yet. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that one, okay, yep, yep. I can definitely see how you're getting those vibes. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, Mark Ruffalo's in that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where where basically Tom Cruise is a hitman or something like that? Yep. And he uh, gets into the cab of Jimmy Fox mm-hmm. and has him drive him around. From hit to hit. Yep. Now, I, I'm not entirely sure if Nicolas Cage is actually playing the devil or not. I, I kind of think so. Okay. I mean, it seems very, really over-the-top Nicolas Cage, but he could also just be a really good madman, though, too. So That is true. That is true. <laughs> Are you ghosting me? Yep. <laughs> like, my, like Dr. Rob, my therapist? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah, this is, this uh, is a, a completely unhinged Nicolas Cage just like we thought he might he might have gone a little un- in, uh, unhinged in Renfield this seems so much more shoot we thought he went on caged in uh the unbearable weight of massive talent right exactly exactly that's the other one i was thinking of too oh man but yeah this is this is like this this is full on uh i'm a little tired i'm a little wired yep <laughs> nicolas cage that's a cage. pretty good impression oh thank you you're welcome. Uh, low rider. Duh. 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 Low rider. Uh, I'm gonna rip your face off. Off. <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, this one looks just insane. Basically, Nicolas Cage is a mysterious passenger who kidnaps Joel Kinnaman uh, to drive him someplace, and it ends mm-hmm. up as a cat and mouse kind of thriller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's actually coming out really soon, and this is the first that is I've it? heard of it. Okay. 
Uh, When's July, it coming? July 28th. Oh, wow, that's really soon. Yeah, uh, but it will be in theaters and on demand July 28th. So I'm guessing it's just going to be kind of a limited release and then just right to streaming. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to check this one out. I think it looks good. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and doing just another emotional whiplash <laughs> going from an unhinged Nicolas Cage to Paw Patrol. We have a new Paw Patrol movie coming out. Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. Which, I mean, if you have kids that love Paw Patrol, this is going to be their movie. So, I really hate that I want to watch this. Okay, okay. I mean, it I seems like this a, looks, a, yeah, a Power Rangers-esque. Yeah, exactly. I Like, this looks good. <laughs> I, I would definitely watch this. <laughs> I got you, I got you. And then, uh, what was it? It was, uh... Hold on a second. Now that we're super, I'm never gonna get to sleep. Yep. (laughs) Now now that you're doing so much more... Yep. (laughs) I love that Chris Rock is voicing a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, I mean, like... Yeah. uh, Yeah, go ahead. it It is such a good voice cast... They got they they have you know the the kids voices and stuff mm-hmm. going into it, but then like you said, the the cast that they added in is just crazy, uh, because we got McKenna Grace who's in the new Ghostbusters Afterlife she's Phoebe, yep, uh, James Marsden, uh, Ian Armitage, Kristen Bell, Taraji B Henson, Dax Shepard, Kim Kardashian, Tyler Perry, Chris Rock, Jimmy Kimmel, Serena Williams, I mean it's just kind of yeah. Yeah, it, like, I hate that I want to watch this, because I've never seen Paw Patrol in my life, <laughs> and uh, this might get me to watch it, so good job. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, basically, the, the, the pups get uh, a meteor comes into the city, and the pups get superpowers from crystals that were inside mm-hmm. the meteor. You sure do. And then... Uh, they get superpowers, and, and they're basically Power Rangers, but with, you know, super speed, and can turn into water, and is a wrecking ball. <laughs> Man, I bet you Scrappy-Doo has got to be just rolling in his whatever. Dog bed? Not really grave. Yeah, dog bed. There we go. Because he um. wanted that puppy power. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh jeez! Uh, I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, we do have that coming out here in September. Keep an eye out for that one. But that was our last trailer, uh, which means we are going to be moving into the movies that are premiering this week. But before we do, make sure you visit, visit us at Facebook or Facebook.com/slash Movies Are Thing. We also want to Twitter and Instagram at Movies Are Thing. No space dash or slash or anything like that at Movies Are Thing. <gasps> Come on by and say hi. That gets me every time. (laughs) Uh, Our first movie that we have this week is Elemental. This one is rated PG and will be in theaters. Element City, where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. The story introduces Ember, a tough, quick-witted, and fiery young woman whose friendship with a fun, sappy, go-with-the-flow guy named Wade challenges her beliefs about the world they live in. 
IMDb has this one at a 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 78% and Metacritic is sitting at a 56. Wow. That's kind of low for a Pixar. It is. But everybody's kind of just been bashing this movie just in general. So, yeah. Why are they bashing it? Like, what are their issues? Just saying that it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like a Pixar movie. It doesn't feel like a Pixar movie. It's just, you know, the same kind of stuff over and over and over again. Okay. You know, when, when fire met water, you know, just a, a tired story, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, the, the highest score on Metacritic is a 75. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be seeing this one. Um, I, I like Pixar. I like Disney. But when I first saw this trailer, I, was, I, I wasn't wowed. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I need to go see this right now. If, if I go see this, it's going to be for the Carl short. Right. That's what I was going to say. I think, you know, that's going to be a lot of the ticket sales, you know, will be to get in there to see Carl's date. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it won't be, it, it won't be a, which, which movie was it? It was, they went to go see something to get the Lord of the Rings trailer. Oh, um, it was... No, it was the Batman trailer, right? Well, I mean, there's been several. I know... I know when the Star Wars Episode One trailer... Mm -hmm. It dropped in theaters. You had to um, go see Star Trek. Um, I... Oh, what was it? I want to say it was Nemesis... Um, and then for Batman, I know for Batman the Dark Knight, the trailer premiered on I Am Legend. Um, Let's see here. Sorry, I'm kind of just looking here. Sure. Oh, that's right. No, the, the Phantom Menace was uh, attached to Meet Joe Black. Really? Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So basically it looks like I think people were going to buy tickets for Meet Joe Black watching the trailer for star wars episode one and then leaving <laughs> so nobody saw uh uh brad pitt and anthony hopkins apparently not oh <laughs> uh let's see here yeah yeah i don't know i don't think it's going to be that kind of thing because i mean it's going to be bootleg it's, it's going to be on the internet soon anyway all right but yeah it's unfortunate that uh elemental is doing so bad yeah that's not something that they're used to at, over there at Pixar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually their movies stand the test of time and, you know. Well, I guess not necessarily always because we did just have that whole layoff that we talked about last That's week. That's true. That's true. Because of Lightyear and mm-hmm. just kind of uh, the little bit of a slump that they're, they've been in. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, uh, Soul was pretty good. I never then, did see that. Hmm? I never did see Soul. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I really yeah, enjoyed that that's one. That's what you said. Yeah, that's um, what you said. I'm going to just... I kind of want to look at a list now of released <laughs> ones. Uh, so, yeah, Lightyear was June of last year. So, just about a year ago. That one yep. didn't do too hot. Turning Red was dang good. Like, amazingly good. I, I loved Turning Red. That's what even you though it, said, yeah. It, even though it wasn't necessarily my demographic that they were mm-hmm. going for. Uh, Luca, amazing. That's another one I haven't seen. 
And dude, you you are you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> uh, Soul, that one was was pretty darn good. I mean, like, I really I I liked it, but not necessarily as much as like Luca and Turning Red, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Onward was pretty good. I really enjoyed Onward. And then before that was Toy Story Four, and then Incredibles right. Two, Coco, Cars mm-hmm. Three. Uh, Finding Dory, The Good Dinosaur, Inside Out, Monsters University in 2013. Yeah. Good Dinosaur, underrated, fantastic. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, with the way that this one is getting reviewed, it's uh, it might be it might be gone in a flash, man. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> which brings us to our next movie, which is The Flash. This one is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. Worlds collide when Barry uses his superpowers to travel back in time in order to change the events of the past. But when his attempt to save his family inadvertently alters the future, Barry becomes trapped in a reality in which General Zod has returned, threatening annihilation. And there are no superheroes to turn to. That is, unless Barry can coax a very different Batman out of retirement and rescue an imprisoned Kryptonian albeit not the one he's looking for. Ultimately, to save the world that he is in and return to the future that he knows, Barry's only hope is to race for his life. But will making the ultimate sacrifice be enough to reset the universe? IMDb did not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 71%, and Metacritic is sitting at a 60 I really want this to be good. I do too. I've been seeing some, uh, eh stuff on it. I've heard that Keaton's Batman saves it. Yeah. But is that going to be enough for the over two-hour movie to win? I'm sure Keaton's Batman is not going to be in all of it. Right. It's, it's almost two and a half hours, man. Jeez. Well, I guess with credits, two hours, 24 minutes. But. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I, like you said, I want this movie to be good. But with everything that I've heard, it's just kind of... Yeah. It's like if like, I I I want to see Keaton back as Batman, but do I want to see him w- with the Flash? Would I prefer to see him in his own standalone movie? Yeah, for sure I would. I would love to see Tim Burton return to direct one. Mm-hmm. But I guess we're going to have to get the Flash. <laughs> and then the universe will be reset. Exactly. Sweet. And then, and then JJ's DC Universe will JJ's or not JJ's. Sorry, James Gunn's. I almost said JJ Abrams. <laughs> I was confused there for a second. Yeah, I confused myself there for a second. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll have to see how it goes. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> almost there. Almost there. Uh, because our next movie is actually a movie called The Blackening. This one is rated R and will be in theaters. A group of black friends reunite for a Juneteenth weekend getaway only to find themselves trapped in a remote cabin with a twisted killer. Forced by to play by his rules, the friends soon realize this ain't no motherfucking game. IMDb has this one at a 5.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes does not have a score and neither does Metacritic. So the, this one looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely a comedy horror. Yeah. Uh, but very much kind of playing off of the 
racial movie tropes, especially in horror movies. Mm-hmm. So. That, yep. <laughs> but this one looks hilarious. Mm. It, it, I, I hope it's good. Um, I think it'll do very well. I really do. I do, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, I think it'll do, it'll do dang well. Wouldn't it be something if this is number one over the weekend over Elemental and The Flash? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't expect it. Yeah. I guess that sounds weird, but... <laughs> I don't, like, I, I don't expect it either, but a part of me is kind of rooting for it. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. because it does look hilarious. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Exactly. Uh, which does bring us to our next one. Uh, which is Stan Lee. This one is not rated and will be on Disney+. Plus. Stan Lee is the official documentary film about Stan the Man Lee and his rise to influence in the world of comic books and pop culture, tracing his life from his upbringing as Stan Lee Lieber to the rise of Marvel Comics. Stan Lee tells the story of Stan Lee's life, career, and legacy in his own words through personal archive material. IMDb Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Stan Lee. Uh, sorry, I had to get in there one more time. Could you say st- <laughs> how how many more times could you say Stanley? Ah, I don't know, man. That was a, whew, that was a few of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this will be basically just a a documentary about Stanley. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, told by himself, really. I like it. Okay. Because it's all archival footage. Mm-hmm. And literally on IMDb, it has the director, mm-hmm. and it has Stanley as cast as himself in archive footage. Okay, and, like so, that's it. Like it has, okay. I mean, it has produced by music, by cinematography, by editing, production design, art department, you know, editorial department, that kind of stuff. Right. But the cast is Stanley. That's it. That's awesome. Okay. So. Uh, it might be, you know, a fun little hour and a half kind of thing to to watch and to kind of see how everything came to be, according well, to you, Stan Lee. Exactly. You and I both like a good documentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this is about Marvel Comics. I think this is up our alley, man. <laughs> Quite possibly, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. I don't know if they'll be able to extract us from the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to our last movie of the night, of the day, of the whenever you're listening to this. And that is Extraction 2, which is rated R and will be going to Netflix. After barely surviving the events of the first movie, Rake is back as the Australian Black Ops mercenary tasked with another deadly mission, rescuing the battered family of a ruthless Georgian gangster from the prison where they are being held. IMDb, IMDb Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Oh, I came into this a little later mm-hmm. with watching the first one, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to expect when watching it, and I was pleasantly surprised. And I am ready for the sequel because this looks like it's going to be just upping the ante with more action, more stunts, just everything. Um, So I did kind of take a look at stuff from the first movie. Uh Uh-huh. 
Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. has the first one at a 67%. Okay. <laughs> Metacritic Which, yeah. has the first one at a 25 Really? Mm-hmm. That's, that's really low. Mm-hmm. I mean... Wait. <sighs> no, I take that back. I am looking at the wrong one. <laughs> oh, man, I do apologize. <laughs> I'm sure Chris Hemsworth was listening and was like, uh, what are you guys talking about? Right? No, this that one was uh, Extraction with Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. Sorry, Bruce Willis. We love you, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Metacritic has the first Extraction at a 56. Okay, that's a little better. So not, like, great, but not not a 25 yeah it's like run of the mill mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this one like i said is going to be going to netflix mm. maybe check it out if you like the first one definitely it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun tons of action great fights then hey chris hemsworth he's fun to look at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fun to fun to fun to watch go and uh extract people out of compromising situations exactly (laughs) there we go uh but yeah that is our last movie of the night travis yes sir what the what are you looking at for uh ranking wise for wanting to see Ooh. since we have so many this week Ooh. um all right let's go Flash is number one. I I'm I, I'm gonna have to watch it. Okay. Okay. Um, two would be Extraction. Mm-hmm. Three would be um, Stanley. Okay. Four would be The Blackening. Okay. And then last would be Elemental. Right. That's my ranking. I'm sticking to it. Very nice. Very nice. That works. Sweet. Uh, so, that being said, uh, Travis, do you have anything else you want to say about any of the movies that we talked about? Uh, no, I'm good, man. <laughs> Alright, make sure you visit us at Facebook, we're Facebook.com slash Movies Are Thing, we also have Twitter and Instagram at Movies Are Thing, no spaces, dash, slash, anything like that, at Movies Are Thing. We also have a Patreon, Patreon.com slash Movies Are Thing, if you want to help support the podcast, we do have that over there, Travis. Yes. I do believe it is about that time. Here it comes. Cue the outro! Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. Uh, got that. We got that. We got that. We got that right there. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I'm watching you. Not you, Travis. That'd be awkward. (laughs) Don't look at me in that tone of voice. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. Oh, man. I might be yawning through a lot of it today. Sweet. So I. There you go. There you go. Let me just grab some water. Quick. I have to. Yeah, one more time. Oh. Hurry, hurry. Uh, uh, No, that's not what I said. That one. No.
No, I don't think I will. <laughs> uh, Hugh Grant Horror. The Lair of, of the Worm. Sorry, one second. I'm just kind of looking at. No, you're good. Uh. Hey, 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 hey. hey. No yawning. Hey. It's... Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh. That's just that... one that you heard. <laughs> uh. Did you want to talk about this next one? No, I mean, we can skip it if you want to, but we could talk about it too. Oh, I'm going to leave it up to you, man. I put it in there, but I don't really have too much to say about it. Okay, then let's talk about Paw Patrol. <laughs> All right. I've got nothing. Sounds like Goose does, though. <laughs> Apparently. He's saying your stuff for you right now. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's this say? I think he just went and pooped. And he came up here and meow, I pooped. Meow, I pooped. I pooped, meow. Because he had a little bit of the zoomies, the post poop zoomies. Gotcha. But yeah, if you don't have anything else to say about any of the movies. Okay, 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 okay. Close that out. Close that out. Alrighty, man. I think I'm gonna call it. Alright, well, you have a good night. You too, man. You too. Thank you, thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.